Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stream of Coffeeness. I'm the writer. I'm the musician. Today, we might talk about fear as it relates to art, but probably a lot of other things. I think it will touch on fear of who knows what. Public speaking is one of the biggest fears possible. Maybe even people fear public speaking more than death, which is wild to think. But it it statistically happens where you look at the facts and you'll say, what's your biggest fear? And they say public speaking, even before so many other things. Yeah, fear is a big one in life too. What do you do? Do you conquer it or do you make friends with it? What do you do with it? That all sounds good. The fear is either a big driving force for some people in their art or in their life. But some people would say the opposite of fear is love. So if your art was driven by fear or driven by love, but is this amazing art, if you did it every day, like with love, everyday art, but if you did it with fear, afraid that your inspiration would dry up or afraid that your art wasn't progressing well enough and you had to keep going and you do it out of like sort of chasing something with fear. In the end, if the art is beautiful, does it matter? How you got there. How you got there. Right. With love or or with fear or a great mix of both. Yeah. Or is it a discovery of your relationship with both of those qualities inside yourself or, you know, all the different, things that connect with both of those, all the different qualities of ourselves and our emotions and our thoughts and our experiences and our lives and how it can become an exploration and actually even really healing to do art and either move more into love or move through fears. Like I used to do a lot of abstract painting a long time ago. I actually don't really do that much anymore. But I loved all the places it took me as I would just move the paintbrush on the canvas. I just felt myself in my own mind moving, moving too. And just whatever would come up, I just found it this beautiful exploration, even though a lot of times it was really hard too, actually. I felt like there I was purging things as I was creating. So like you said about what do you do with fear? Do you love it or, or whatever? Maybe there's just a movement. Movement. Like how many people say scared stiff? Like you're so scared you couldn't move. But then maybe the movement is the love. Mm. Yeah. A way to a way to love. And like you said about abstract, if it's abstract, then you're not trying to make it look like anything. You're just moving the paint. And in that freedom, there could be so much movement that it actually. It's almost like it's this exertion or determination or persistence of something deeper inside yourself. Kind of like. And purging. Yeah. Like a strength of our will as we're making art to just move forward and rebel and be like fuck this I'm not staying here I don't want to be stagnant I need to create a move forward and a lot you know (laughs) 
that really, really is powerful. And it's just one way of doing it. And I, I know there's so many ways in life to do that same thing. Who cares if it's, I love doing art, so I do it every day. Or I'm afraid if I ever stop, I'll never start again. Yeah, it's hard to start again once you take a break sometimes. But who would care as long as you're moving forward? Yeah, even one tiny, tiny step forward. I mean, that it can be really heroic. Someone else might look at it and be like, okay, whatever, like it's so small. But then inside yourself, you're like, no, I did something heroic. True. <laughs> True. There again, like the public speaking is like, you know, maybe you just had to get up in front of everyone and just say one word. Mm. And you were so afraid that it was even hard to just stammer out that one word. Even one word. Versus people that just get up and it's like everything just spills out. They say they're supposed to say the one word and next thing you know, they're like reciting Dickens or <laughs> <laughs> telling you their whole life story. Everything spills out. With love. <laughs> no yeah, fear. Yeah, with love. No fear. With fear, as we're creating art, there's more of a constriction versus something that, you know, where you can be a channel to of creation, where you let go inside yourself and really allow whatever is there in the well of your inspiration to really grab it, you know, kind of like this uh, eccentric way of um, becoming inspired, how sometimes it's really random. Like you won't even know where a thought or an idea comes from. But in order to be receptive in that space, there needs to be a certain amount of letting go, I find personally, but I don't know how it is for other people. Yeah, fearlessness. Uh, I think I think then that t touches one of the more impo important qualities of fear. Fear ha does have the danger of some limits and limitations, whereas love has no limit. It's absolutely mm. free and fearless. And so... Oh, that's delicious. That's maybe where the fear could be a great thing to move art forward but at the point where you're moving forward with enough movement and without fear then you would you would be in the realm of of pure love and and limitless inspiration and just and touching love. a part of yourself infinity that, feeling yeah like fractalized yes where oh. every every movement forward, every step, all you can see is the, is the infinite next steps you could take. Like where people have like 20 projects in their desk and can't decide which one to work on because they're all so oh, amazing. I just have to do that painting and this piece of music and make these brownies. And <laughs> That gives me when you, as soon as you said fractalized, you know, you can see this sort of avenue like in front of you like that goes forever fractalized and in that space isn't there a sort of belief a lack of fear and moving more towards love gives this really strong belief well I think that gets into there's a great book called art and fear in it they talk about fear of yourself like internal fears versus fear 
of others and how the world's perceiving your art. And so like your own insecurities and your own fears versus the actual fear of will people respond well to my art. Therein, there's an ego that has a belief that everyone loves your art, especially if you're, you know, well received by the public and everybody's all into it and, you know, everybody jumps on your game. You could have this belief, but that doesn't even come from within yourself. That comes from this outside. You mean like outside successes? How and it... even someone that just doesn't believe in themselves. They don't think they don't have that inside. They're still stricken by fear and, and inside they might not be mm. at peace with the process and everything Yeah, might be sort of them using this external support and external to lift them up yeah to to, right. to so to, some people might move past fear outside of themselves comedians are self-deprecating and they they usually are really they don't think they're funny or they don't think that their stuff is that great but you know so they're always like down on themselves there's a lot of self-deprecating comedians are really hard on themselves but the audience will receive it so well that they'll, they'll mm-hmm. keep moving forward and keep moving on. And that's what it's all about. That's one of those strange art forms mm. that requires interaction. Like you, you need an audience. You can't just sit in a room and tell jokes and, hey, I'm a comedian <laughs> and it's art. Like uh, Mike Kaplan had, had said in his thing, he said, like, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and it doesn't make a sound, did it really happen? If a j- comedian tells a joke in a room and no one laughs, is that still <laughs> is that still art? And he says, "No, it's not comedy; it's tragedy." Oh. <laughs> but you know, if nobody laughs at your joke, is it still a joke? Is it still art? Does it need to be received by the public, by the masses? And there, that's where we're talking about the in- internal versus the external with the fears to validate yourself as an artist and to validate your art. Do you need that love and lack of fear and inspiration within yourself? Or, or that can it come observation from? Yeah. of it in order to make it valid and true? Yeah. Like if you had no yeah. audience, would you still write books? Would you still yes. paint? Would you still keep going? Some artists, yes, but some no. Like they'd give up and say no one cares and they wouldn't do it. Mm, that's so true. That's Comedians so definitely would stop <laughs> if enough times in front of a crowd and no one laughs. I think they would stop. And probably there's different driving forces for the person that says, no, I won't create because no one's going to care versus someone that is going to create anyway, you know, like too many. prolific. You, yeah. Yeah, you just do it because that's who you are and that's what you want for yourself and your life and it's just part of your expression of being in this world and being alive and living. And built into that is a is a fearlessness. Yes. It's all connected. All of that. Not just when you're doing the art, but in any moment throughout the day. It's almost like art, we get to practice that fearlessness. It becomes a practice. And touching a place within yourself that is, that is like we said, limitless and, and inspired. And, and... and then we can bring it. Bring it to right now when we cheers, you know. <laughs> and Cheers. cheers.
Mmm. Mm, fearless sip. <laughs> the art of coffee. <laughs> I move forward like no one, like no one knows. Just careless. Infinite coffee in my mouth. Mm, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> Reckless, careless coffee pouring down my throat. <laughs> There's the title, Stream of Coffeeness. <laughs> so in this book, Art and Fear, who were the authors? The authors are David Bales and Ted Orland. Pick it up. It's awesome. They talk about a uh, a rower out on a boat and rowing and there's an obstacle, a rock in the way, even though it's not that big, but it's in the way. And there's two clear paths, one on the left and one on the right. And they zig and they zag and they go back and forth trying to avoid this rock and crash right into it. And that would be fear. Moving forward with so much fear, all you see is the rock. And that's what you end up crashing into is your fear. Uh, versus seeing the clear path, taking it, and moving forward. And even people say when you're skiing, if all you're thinking is, oh my God, I don't want to hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, you hit a tree. And the successful ski enthusiast would see just clear path. Just keeps, there's, there's clean snows. Go there. Go to the clean snow. Go to the clean snow. You know, just clear path, clear path. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, fearless. Don't you feel like you yeah. sometimes manifest, like you're like, don't drop. Oh, my God, don't drop. And, oh, and then it drops. Yes. Almost like you yes. were talking about it and you told, you invited life to, to drop the cake. It reminds me of like a cat when a cat jumps to something really high. And I swear I can see their wheels turning or something in them where they're envisioning. They're already up there. Yes. Their paws have landed. They are there. And then all they do, right the moment before they jump, it's just <gasps> let go into that stream of movement. And yeah. then they're there. It's true. Oh. And I love that feeling when I visualize something and then I'm able to actualize it. Like where I really wanted something to turn out a certain way, a piece of art or say I'm cooking or making music or whatever it is I visualize in my mind. Okay. I want it to be like this. And then as I, as I push through when it comes out just the way I envisioned it, I get excited. I feel like that cat must feel like I'm there. I'm going to land. I'm going to land with all fours. Yes. Perfect yes. landing, like nail the landing. And you know it in nail that it. moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's all happening. I love when it happens. So if the person is completely fearless, they don't need a crowd, they don't need inspiration, they need nothing but whatever their artist tools are and go and move forward. But other people dealing with external fears, maybe that's then what some of like the collaborative projects are or you know like collab uh like a like an art community trying to get into communities art something like burning man trying to create these safe spaces to be free and express yourself 
to remove the fear of of expression, artistic expression, and radical expression, and trying to get out there, like, and really, and be really accepting of all kinds of expressions. That's actually a long time ago when I connected with that community, the Burning Man community. That is my. It turns out <laughs> that's so my tribe. It's like yeah. there's just such. A welcoming, a really comfortable, welcoming, inviting, be however you are in any moment. What is the wabi-sabi, the art of imperfection? <laughs> Just be your imperfect self. Bring whatever on any day. You know, a lot of times we're just flowing through life. It's up and down. So on one day you feel one way, on another day another way. And I just love that acceptance when people are really accepting. Yeah, I feel the same way. And so I guess the goal would be to create that within yourself, is mm-hmm. to have such a free, where you say, like, nobody cares what you think, where you don't judge yourself and you, you, you're not stopping yourself from, oh, I wonder if I said this, what people would think. Oh, I wonder if I painted something, if people would get down with it, if it was. But to burn that critical part. <laughs> and just like be spontaneous and just do it if it comes to your mind just do it and maybe even almost be excited for criticism people not liking it not to say that you're doing it to get a reaction but almost being like okay the art i'm making is provoking it's not provoking it's it's tantalizing it's something that maybe even not understood by another person but that's then all right. Creates controversy. Yeah. On conversations, maybe that need to happen. Or not need, but you know, just are desiring to happen. And could expand other artists too. Could there could be so many other people that are afraid, you know, to venture into that realm of the art that once you break the ground and you say, mm. Okay, I'm the person that, you know, paints this whatever controversial or misunderstood or whatever it was, you wonder what would people think if I said that or what would people think if I did that, if you just did it anyway, fearlessly. And then other people felt like it was okay. And we know anyway, I mean, I know that Lenny Bruce radically changed the world of comedy and just questioned if there was even as a such thing as a dirty word while he was getting arrested for using obscenities in his comedy. Nowadays, people just, cuss whenever they want in their comedy and they don't go to jail he went to jail and he actually suffered for his art and he didn't care what people thought he was fearless to say this is real life this is these are words this is comedy this is happening and people sort of take it for granted but Mm -hmm. he broke the ground and people don't know that you know it took somebody unafraid to start the movement and then now they get to live off that freedom to almost joke about anything Cheers to him. Cheers to Lenny Bruce. Wow. He even in his anger with the the government and the police and everything has the quote, if you take away the word fuck, then you can't say fuck the government. So (laughs) he's like, they're protecting themselves and and don't let them hide behind laws and rules and yeah. For whatever criticism of their art, the art of arresting people. Yeah. 
we need to the freedom for our own opinion and to say it. Not just think it or feel it, but say it. When comedians are tactful, when people are tactful, not just doing things just to do them or just to get a rise out of people, if you are going to use obscenities or poor taste in humor, at least make it funny. <laughs> Bill Cosby has an, uh, an old special where he goes for over an hour and it's, it's so clean. It's squeaky clean. It's like kid friendly. The whole thing. You're like, wow, he didn't cuss once. He tells one joke where he actually uses a cuss word, but it's really funny. So it's like maybe almost even funnier that he hadn't even cussed the entire time. So maybe there's some lessons in restraint, you know, Ew. or maybe fear. We even. Might, Go ahead. We might have to like delete that part of the podcast because because he's gross. <laughs> he's so gross and I don't want to like um, market anything that he does <laughs> okay when you see a pill Cosby don't take the blue pill <laughs> take the red pill <laughs> make sure you take the right pill yeah if uh, you ever encounter don't, co- and don't take anything Bill Cosby gives you <laughs> he was renamed pill, pill, Cosby. pill Cosby yeah <laughs> he'll get you in the wrong oh. matrix I, speaking of fear, he brings up a little (laughs) fear in me. But let's not censor. Yeah, our expression is our expression. And I think there's another good point of like that safe environment. Uh, Once there's some censorship, you start stumbling over. If there's a word you can't say or a topic you can't, next thing you know, you're walking on eggshells and you almost can't express yourself clearly because you have these, those sort of rocks that pop up in your mind. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. hit that and don't hit that. So where's the clear space to go? And when there's less clear, clear traffic in your brain, you just shut down and just stop in the middle of a thought. Like, can I even say this? Actually, that's a really great point. And how that can come up in art, because then it creates like, a, yeah, that quality of our mind that is like what you're saying. Should I this? Should I that? Or... Mm-hmm. You know, Pill Cosby coming up, it's like, yes, say say the thing that came into your mind and we can let it all be. And what's beautiful is we both gave our expression about it. We definitely don't want to compartmentalize our thoughts and our feelings because that actually creates a jagged art experience when we censor ourselves or think it needs to be a certain way no we let it all be and just see what comes up and yeah we'll just deal with the things that come up right like thinking okay you know i want to do this piece it's going to be a canvas i'm gonna paint it all black done but then that fear of can i do that like can i just paint a canvas all black and put it on the wall and the beatles white album was controversial can you put out an album cover that has nothing on it? But the argument was there is something on it. A completely white. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely white cover. You know, they were the first person. Nobody had had just nothing on a cover. Just the Beatles. (laughs) You know, just the words, the Beatles and white cover. And that's the whole thing. Were they even on the cover? Like a picture of them or? No. Nothing. Nothing. So in in the movie Spinal Tap, they joke about that because... They accidentally 
press the album and the cover is just black and when it so when it's released and they're all excited about releasing it it was supposed to be this picture of a woman on her knees in leather with a with a dog collar around her neck sniffing a glove and Walmart and whoever and Sears and all these people had found it so offensive they're like you can't release that so they just made a black album with a black just solid black and the band was so upset but then they started rationalizing it like oh it's so black like could it be any more black no like how much more black could could it get none more black and like it's so black that it's beautiful like leather and you could see yourself in it and they started rationalizing it was cool it was okay but it was a joke about the Beatles white album how the Beatles was oh. just white and Spinal Tap was all black it's all just a joke inside of a joke <laughs> but you know if you if you start fearing can I put out this all black can I do this? Yes. Can I just put a frame on a wall and call it art? Yes. yes. You can do it but you with, can. fearlessly. But mm -hmm. with some fear, you would start to judge yourself as well as the uh, the community would judge you. You know, can you do that? Is that acceptable? Is that even art? And with fearlessness, it's all it's all good. It's all artistic expression and move forward. Uh, like that. And there's this beauty to being yourself and being fearlessly yourself and unapologetic and I mean it is just as much for your for the people that you're giving your art to as for yourself as we've been watching a show the Cho show David Cho and he has these people you know great celebrities he he is almost interviewing but they they go into some deep subjects but meanwhile they're doing some painting and some clay and some art very abstract and people ask like oh wait can I do this and he goes yeah it's free you can do whatever you want it's, it's just don't try and make something just create just create with with, yes. with no limit create without that and, and that show is so good it's pretty wild I really like that show it's called the Cho show c-h-o-e so yes <laughs> c-h-o-e Cho and so, yeah, I mean, even the fact that you have to ask is a, is a fear that, that the asking, can I do this is the fear. And with the, with that safe space, whether it's granted you by someone else or yourself, once somebody says, yes, that's okay, do it like freely mm. express yourself, then yes. you, you can uh, touch a different place. It doesn't make your art better or worse, but it's touching a different place inside of you with, with no bounds, no limits, mm. no rocks to crash into, no. No trees to hit, no. Mm, so beautifully said. I love that. Yeah. Maybe there'll be something to crash into eventually. But at least you explored that space that you touched in yourself, even a little bit to get the needle, the needle moving. But those crashes are edges, and like Hunter Thompson said, you won't find the edges until you actually go over them or crash into them, or you know, yeah, you can't really find the edge until you break through it somehow. Use it all as information, this gathering of information that you, you can um, investigate, do surgeries on, get to know, get to know how you choose to move through it not what anyone told you not what society tells you but your own way feel your rhythm and create with your rhythm maybe even some of the goal of art is 
not so much how people will perceive it and how much it'll affect other people, although art obviously does affect other people and and mm. and connects mm. community mm. together. There, there's maybe the bigger goal of just connecting within yourself and finding yourself, and that's maybe our purpose or certain people maybe you you wouldn't think that everybody's purpose is to create art but if it's not to create art I think it's at least to find a connection within yourself and get to know yourself so well there is no fear there's no boundary there's just love loving yourself I just yeah and then going out and about to share it that same love that you find in yourself with the people around you so there's your homework assignment (laughs) go find a way to love yourself you know purely and infinitely Mm. connect with yourself and then and then spread it around cheers to loving yourself spread it around to the universe and and, uh, no fear we love you (laughs) Cheers. cheers